0: Hello and welcome along then to another big match, a build-up show. And this episode is sponsored by OneFootball, the app that brings you all the latest news, stats and live scores all in one place. If you haven't already, do make sure you check it out, download it to be notified and kept up to date. Check it out. The link is in the description. So it's Easter weekend then, Bank Holiday Friday, Bank Holiday Monday, and it is a long weekend for most that's heading north to Newcastle this weekend as Saints look to take another step towards our safety at St James's Park. An evening kickoff curse of BT sport, then in the UK, but uh, still a relative early start for most that's driving up and back on the day, facing a 12 hour round trip, but hopefully it should all be worth it this time. Surely it cannot get any worse than what we witnessed last year. Anyway, coming up on this week's or this weekend's match build-up show, we take a look back at the Wolves' win and contemplate what a brilliant job Ralph Hazenputo has already done so far. And as for the opposition, I chat to Newcastle Fans TV to find out uh, if they think they're safe and the reasons behind their influential home form recently.
1: And to be honest, I'm, I'm looking at the remaining fixtures. Not only that, the way that Cardiff, and, well, Cardiff and even Brighton, to be honest, are performing, I'm not, I'm not overly concerned because I just don't see them picking up enough points to worry us, even, even at the position we're currently in. I think a couple more points and we're, we're pretty much over the line, to be honest with you. But it'd be nice, you know, for us to continue this rich vein of form and. And see, how the season strong.
2: We're safe now, not mathematically, but they're not going to win four games. And it's nice just to go into the game this weekend, not having any pressure, not having to look at Cardiff's result. I know you'll probably still do that for maybe a game or two, but it's actually nice to go in and I wouldn't say take the, the foot off the gas because you don't want the season to out, like fizzle out. You want to go and end on a high, so hope it can do that.
0: As usual now then, if you're watching on YouTube, the episode is available to download if you're clicking the card above my head or on most other audio platforms are available in the description below. Now, it was great to see some of the comments last week to tell me uh, where you were watching or listening around the world, so do let us know where you're joining us again uh, in the comments. But for those closer to home, do stay tuned for your Bite Size Away Guide and your travel advice to some extent anyway, but uh, less of that for now, and more of this. Time now then to kick off our Newcastle United versus Southampton big match build-up show. So welcome along then to this first half of this Newcastle United big match build-up show. Do you want to be on the line once again? The uh, well, you could say this time the face of the season ticket promotions on Facebook and Twitter, Dan Jarvis. I mean, did you actually get an extra discount for your face on these posters?
1: Um, Unfortunately not. I I wish that was the case. Um, If anything, they probably um, charged me more because my face is now everywhere. (laughs) Um, But no, no, uh, same rate. But as long as the boys continue to deliver as they have been in recent weeks, I I can't complain.
0: I mean, mean, whilst we're still on the subject of season tickets, you know, we've seen the prices released um, last week. Forty pounds discount off there. Some people's uh, uh, sit, seats uh, in the wings and behind the goals. I think I know you sit in the north. My sit in the itchin corner. So we'll see forty percent, uh, forty pounds. I wish it was forty percent off. Crikey, that'd be enough. Yeah, but I they think. have actually introduced a three nine nine uh, itchin south season ticket. So what do you think the the, the discounts and, and the prices are fair?
1: Um, I think, I mean, obviously, as you just said, the the Itch and South one is is good. It's encouraging people, Um, maybe people that, you know, haven't been able to afford it previously. Um, Maybe get some new fans along to try it out. I I think it's relatively fair. Um, I think they're probably um, counting on fans um, at the moment to be obviously happy with the way that things have been in recent weeks, the upturn in fortunes. Um, and obviously hoping that they're going to renew off the back of that. Um, I think if, you know, things had continued on the way they were under Hughes, they probably would have had to consider a a lot further, uh, you know, discount really because of the way things were going. But um, I think people will now pay it, and I I, I certainly will. Probably statewide will definitely stay where I am because I love the people that surround me. I love the atmosphere, and I'm happy to continue to pay it just to, Be in in amongst the the hardcore, the the heart and soul of the club and, yeah, just get behind the boys, really.
0: You know, we've also seen the introduction of the uh, 18 to 25 young persons category as well. Uh, I don't quite fit in that category anymore. I mean, what about you? No, likewise, unfortunately, (laughs) the are gone. Um, Yeah, 28, so it's all pretty grim from here.
1: (laughs) No, um, it's one of those things, but, you know, it's good. I know that if I was that age, I'd obviously appreciate it. It's a shame it wasn't around when I was that age, but it's good that the club are looking, um, you know, at other ways that they can try and make uh, football, particularly watching Saints, more affordable and you know, open to people that might not have been able to get there previous seasons.
0: And also reasons to be cheerful the last couple of weeks. And let's start on the uh, the recent result of the weekend, 3-1 against Wolves. Um, I mean, I suppose if we start from the top in that game, an early goal from uh, Nathan Redmond after two minutes and. I suppose Bolly equalises after about 10-15 minutes, but we reply almost immediately, again, Nathan Redmond scores his second.
1: Yeah, I mean, that that's the big thing. I think, um, you know, at the start of the season, things have been different after conceding that equaliser, especially with a team like Wolves that are going to, you know, boss possession against a lot of teams because they have got so much quality in their team. Um, but we, we didn't. We Instead of, you know, buckling, we did the opposite and we struck straight away. And re- retook the lead, and, and that that was massive. Um, I think the you know the game plan was pretty um, obvious from from the start for Saints that they were happy to afford Wolves the majority of possession, um, and obviously gone with a lot of pace up front and to hope hope to catch them, and that's that's what we did. Um, you know players like Sims, for example, uh, Redmond, full of pace, br- brimming with confidence with Hassan Hout, now in charge, um, and then obviously um where well, you've got Danny Ings as well I heard a few people sort of saying that he was absent in in that game but I thought he was phenomenal in what he did um the way that he reads the game he's able to drop deep he's more than just a you know a, a poacher he's got a brilliant understanding of the game and you could see for his assist the vision for him to pick out the run and pay a you know, pinpoint pass is just excellent and he's vital and just hope that we can you know make sure that he's fit because um, he could be a key figure for the club
0: I mean this is the thing as well um, BBC actually voted him as their as match of the day's man of the match but you know with, with his sort of impeccable runs yeah. and he's brilliant through balls for Sims and Redmond for a couple of chances Un- unfortunate for Sims you know he didn't quite put it away but I suppose without the programme actually highlighting it you know his performance and his influence almost went unnoticed
1: yeah exactly um you know as i say so wolves what they had 70% possession i think it was at the end um and therefore i think a lot of, of the performances went unnoticed but in all the little things that he did do he did to you know maximum effect in it and it told um in the end especially obviously with the with the scoreline
0: and you know obviously wolves they came down to town um still wounded off their fa cup result you know uh, defeating in the semi final at wembley you know last weekend but i suppose at 2-1 they were still Sort of nerves jingling amongst the fan base, but as soon as we put that third one, out, it really put the the game to bed.
1: Yeah, that, that's exactly that. that. That seemed to seal seal the result. Um, you know, we were quite comfortable again, although Wolves had the majority of the play. I thought they looked quite toothless up front, um, but not only that, I think Saints look so much more solid at the back now. Um, with we you know since Ralph has been in that managerial hot seat, um, I think. Well, Bednarek is an outstanding player. The way that he reads the game, he's you know constantly anticipating every ball that's coming his way. Um, and I think another one who's relatively unsung is Yannick uh, Vestergaard. Um, obviously, when Hughes was in in charge, he barely got a look in. Uh, but since Hassan was come in, he's regained his place. Uh, maybe it was a bit of a period of adaptation, um, as obviously first season in the Premier League from coming across from a Munchen club back in the in the Bundesliga. Um, but now he seems, you know, just such a towering presence back there. And then obviously he could go on and say, I think Bertrand, the experience he brings, now he's back in, back from injury, back in the team. And then you've got Valerie also, I thought it was brilliant. Um, Just, you know, constantly every time there was trouble coming down that wing of his, he he was up to the test and stopped everything uh, coming across our, our goal. And, you know, it was really, really a short performance from a young player.
0: I mean, those players, some of them you, you've listed off there, we, we almost thought we knew they had, uh, you know, mistakes in them and Vestergaard was, was prone to that in, in in Ralph's sort of first game in, in, at, at uh, Cardiff. But since then, we haven't seen hardly any mistakes. And, and two players I want to highlight as well on, on Saturday, you know, two players that were in the starting line-up against Liverpool, but they came on, were introduced, made their impression as well. I mean, let's mention Shane Long. Once again on the score sheet, a second goal in his many matches, and it comes like from a, an audacious sort of overhead attempt from should and he falls too long to just divert it home.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Shane Long, he he gets a lot of stick, um, and I guess when when you're a striker, you're going to be judged on your goal scoring record. Um, but I can't help but like him as a, as a footballer. I was saying to Dad just the other day, as an all around footballer, his work rate is second to none. Um, he is a very talented lad. Um, Obviously he's got two and two. I mean you look at the rest of the strikers at Saints, that's a, that's quite the record. Um obviously Austin was on the team, didn't score. Ings has got a good record, but obviously his fitness is you know, problematic. But yeah, going back to what you just said, with, with the substitutions, Hassan Hootle, you know, his um well his understanding of the game, he's always got a plan B and he makes the right decisions at the key times. Um, you know, when see so we, we had the lead but Wolves, you know, was bossing proceedings, although not looking particularly threatening um but to thwart that, obviously Hassan Hool, i thought made a great decision putting Romeo on just to shore it up just to make sure you know um that, you know we we sealed the win and and it worked.
0: I mean, we've mentioned the influence that he's had on the, on the other players just a moment ago, but what do you think Ralph Hazenhutu has, has actually said to Shane, you know, this season, since he's been here? We go on about when he when he last scored, this, that and the other, but here's a question. When was the last time you scored in back-to-back games and dare we dream about a third? It's never been done, surely? No, I mean, you know,
1: the way, the way that he's looking at the moment, you, you wouldn't bet against him. Um, he looks hungry and I think in answer to your question there, I think he's just said, you know, probably before Ralph came in, um, the right wing was likely on the wall for Shane Long and his, um, you know, career at Saints. Uh, but I think he just said, you know, just he obviously believes in Long. He sees what he does on the training ground, and I think, you know, he he's told him go out there, show him, show us what you you can do and what we all know you can do, and you know, it's it's paying dividends. He's he's working his socks off. He's coming on, you know, with 20 25 minutes left, um, running defenses ragged as he always does. And also, you know, he's he's getting the reward of the goals
0: as well. So, do you know this is the uh, statistic then? When was the last time he scored uh, in back-to-back games?
1: (laughs) Blimey! That's you've put me on the spot there. I blimey.
0: Well, if if you if you don't know, then I'll leave it up to the viewers to find out at the end at yeah. the end of this show, and I'll tell you off air in a moment as well. But I mean, the statistic as well under Ralph is eight wins in eighteen games. We had eight wins in fifty two games under Mark Hughes and Pellegrino.
1: Yeah, I mean that that says it all, and you, you can't argue with the results. I think you know people. There's quite a few people skeptical about the appointment, but you know at the end of the day, it's a results based business, and to come come in with exactly the same squad that previous managers haven't been able to, you know, get maximum effort um, rewards from for whatever reason. It's just testament to him and his his footballing brain. And, um, you know, if, if we, obviously, I think now, I don't want to tempt fate. always be somewhat <laughs> cautious as a Saints fan. Um, but, yeah, if, if we do stay up, uh, which I think is pretty likely now, uh, get a full pre-season in with him at the helm, um let him you know get his ideas across proper mold the team into his shape and get some you know players across um that he's familiar with I think we can really be looking to push on next season and and
0: go well I'll be looking at the the top half of the season uh, table rather for sure mm, and let this love affair um continue for a long time we hope but um obviously it is Newcastle at the weekend uh, uh, the longest trip of the season as well it's been moved for Saturday TV so perhaps you know, well, even, even saying that, you know, we was taken a sellout support once again to Newcastle to let, learn from breadth for the country as well. But, you know, we've also got to look at the results elsewhere at the weekend. Cardiff lost at Burnley. Brighton get hammered by Bournemouth. You know, we're doing our jobs. It's, we're now eight points from the drop. And how many more do, do you think we need to guarantee safety? And, you know, what what would be your ultimate sort of uh, best outcome at the weekend?
1: I mean, I think, to be honest now, it's... A draw, I think, would be a really good result. Newcastle would be buoyant, you know, as will we be, of course. But Newcastle had a really good result. I um, put Leicester on Friday night, um, so their tails will be up. They'll be at home, you know, obviously want to impress in front of their raucous fan base, everyone knows about. Um, but yeah, I think if we can get you know any any result up there. To be honest, I'm, I'm looking at the remaining fixtures. Not only that, the way that Cardiff and well Cardiff and even Brighton to be honest are performing I'm not I'm not overly concerned because I just don't see them picking up enough points to worry us even even in the position we're currently in I think a couple more points and we're, we're pretty much over the line to be honest with you but it'd be nice you know for us to continue this rich vein of form and, and see how the season's strong and manage to get you know maybe a point or maybe even the three who knows but yeah, a, a draw or a win would be obviously fantastic if we can manage
0: that well let's hope It's certainly a, a, a much improved Performance You know Like it was Well I suppose Better than it was Last season That was, that was the, the Straw that broke The camels back Against Pellegrino But Ralph has set a target Of 40 points um, I think it's Very much Doable now
1: Yeah yeah I I, I don't see why not um, When you look at the Obviously you look at The remaining fixtures the, um, There are some tough ones Don't get me wrong Obviously we've got So we've got Newcastle On Saturday And then on the Tuesday night We've got the rearranged Fixture against Watford um, but then them, you know, if they've got eyes on the cup final now, you, you hope. Um, so there's no reason why we shouldn't be looking to get something there. I think we've got a good chance of where we're playing at the moment. Um, and then obviously we've got the home games against Bournemouth. Um, I, I fancy our chances against them. Obviously they've, they've gone and picked up that massive win at Brighton, but Brighton are just, you know, free-falling really at the moment. I think they're fortunate that Cardiff are uh, probably not quite up to the test of staying up. Uh, but other, otherwise I think Brighton could be really in in trouble but just carry on the way we are and I think we'll be quite happy to see how, <laughs> a season that started off so poorly and just see it end in a positive manner and give us some hope going into next campaign
0: Alright, good stuff Okay, um, I Tell everybody where we can find you over on Twitter and sign us off uh, for a score prediction
1: Yeah, so my Twitter handle, so it's at uh, Dan Jarvis uh, SFC91, and score prediction. I will, I'll go cautious. I'll go for a
0: one-all. All right, I think I'll take that too. Dan, good to speak to you, mate. I'm gonna see you soon. Cheers, mate. You too. Take care. Thank you very much then to Dan Jarvis once again and do head over to Twitter, uh, see what he's up to, give him a little follow. And did you guess the Shane Long statistic? Now, last time Long scored in back-to-back Premier League games, it was in April and May of 2016 against Villa and Man City on the charge for Europa League. Now, it was a, a prolific season by his standards, but who knows the extent of how many more he can score under uh ralph hasenhutl a man transformed now then for your uh, travel advice and it is an early start for those that are heading out from southampton going up and back on the day Uh, most of the coaches are leaving around half past seven in the morning so I do suggest leaving around that time if you want to get uh, to the ground on time for around lunchtime ish, or even sort of mid-afternoon if you like. Alternatively, I do imagine a lot of you have already booked up hotels and B&Bs for the long weekend, and there are plenty of bars and pubs to pick up. Now there are for match day there are no specific away allocated pubs, and that's simply down to the sheer amount of pubs that Newcastle have to offer. Now there are dozens. And I don't mean that by any exaggeration, there are dozens of pubs within a five minute walk of uh, St. James's Park. But we do know that the Strawberry Pub, basically in the shadow of St. James's, is home only. So that one is to be avoided, I suppose, if you are wearing colours. Anyway, there are maybe one or two recommended ones that, as Nick, that Nick has written about in the uh, rough guide to Newcastle uh, for Saturday. Now, an away day wouldn't be complete uh, without a Weatherspoon's breakfast or a Weatherspoon's, you know, cheap lunch or whatever you fancy or cheap beer. And the Union Rooms is. Opposite the train station for that one. Or you may want to head to the Percy Arms, which is a long, uh, strawberry place. So there you go. Plenty to ponder for your pubs. Now do let us know where you're watching the game at the weekend. Uh, do let us know where you're watching around the world and tell us your score predictions. Now, a quick shout out to the USA Saints and their first meetup in New York City, the Big Apple at the uh, Football Factory at Legends from 10 o'clock local time. So if you're in and around the Big Apple or surrounding areas, or if you can make it across North America, then get on down to uh, West 33rd Street for the meetup. Anyway, now time then to speak to our opposition, find out, how Newcastle fans feel ahead of kickoff? will they be complacent and are they already sure of their safety? So welcome along then to our second half of this Newcastle United big match build-up show and the end of the season is finally upon the horizon so joining us from the other end of the UK, our longest trip of the season, Lee the host of Newcastle Fans TV, good to speak to you again How are you mate?
2: Much more happier now. Earlier on the season when we uh, were down there, when you spoke to Johnny, it was a bit doom and gloom. Both sides are almost safe now, so yeah, happier days now, isn't it?
0: Yeah, absolutely. And you know, I suppose we've we've got a game in hand, but four games left for the tune. You know, a win on Saturday. You know, hopefully it isn't against us, but uh, you know, it, it basically guarantees your safety. And as long as, of course, Cardiff lose on Sunday and Tuesday as well, they've got to play. But I suppose summarise the season as a whole, you've teased it there just a moment ago though.
2: We had a difficult start and we were playing a lot of the big boys at the start of the season. We were second bottom for a long, long time. And then I think when injuries were forced on Rafa Benitez, he came and he he found this wing back system. Uh, Sean Longstaff was massively heavily influential from the youth setup. he just come out from nowhere. And we've stuck to that formation, results starting to improve. Miguel Miron signing was massive for us. I think he can still get better, but the front three with Perez, Rondon, Almirón gives us another dimension going forward. We've got a lot more pace. So when Rondon holds the ball up, so we've got a few more options. As well, the improvement of Isaac Hayden in centre midfield as well. He went out the club, but he's been sensational. So I'm much more happy at times, but it's always off the field stuff. If Newcastle will dominate over the summer, Freddie. Of
0: course it is. You know, even in your I suppose your your profile sort of there on Skype, still Mike Ashley out. But um, you know, is, <laughs> is, I suppose the results in the pitch have almost sort of uh, diverted the attention away from that recently hasn't
2: it it's actually been quite refreshing to talk about football and football only on the pitch and seeing newcastle steadily improve results quite similar, like yous have recently as well where you're enjoying the results you're looking forward to games you're seeing goals you're seeing a bit more excitement and that's down to one man that's miguel miran coming in he's just totally changed the, the way we play and we can go into a game like for example this weekend not having to worry this time also about relegation because we're not expecting Cardiff to win four games. We're safe now, not mathematically, but they're not going to win four games. And it's nice just to go into the game this weekend, not having any pressure, not having to look at Cardiff's result. I know you will probably still do that for maybe a game or two, but it's actually nice to go in and I wouldn't say take the, the foot off the gas. because You don't want the season to fizzle out, like fizzle out, you want to go and end on a high, so I hope people can do that.
0: Yeah, and there will be big interest, of course, on Tuesday night, Brighton v Cardiff. And Cardiff had to play on Sunday after, you know, our games on, our game on Saturday. And should Cardiff lose it, I think that pretty much guarantees our safety as well. But it's going to be almost, uh, a, a, you know, a huge gap for them to climb. But I suppose up until a few weeks ago, you know, your, your points return and your goals scored for and against it, it was pretty much identical like it was last season.
2: Ah, you've picked up on that, haven't you? Ah, yeah, it was quite heavily documented across social media that Newcastle had the exact goals for, goals against, goal difference, win lose ratio. It was strange <laughs> but one aspect, but it's almost the I almost the same identical squad to last year. Bought one or two coming in yes Almiron's a big one of course and a couple of bargain buys like Fabian Shane and so on but it was a strange one but when we all looked at that but because last year we were higher up in the league with the same kind of points so I think this time around what you found in the Premier League is that the lower end just outside the relegation zone have got more points than what last year's did so you know you're probably talking well, we're on 38th and so we're still not mathematically safe this time last year we were mid-table it's goes to show you
0: Mm. It's, you know, swings around about I suppose. But I mean, this time last year, we were fearing for our safety. It was only until sort of next weekend, this time last year, that we beat Bournemouth. And that almost, that gave us the momentum. We went on to beat... uh, you know, Huddersfield, not Huddersfield, we had them in the last game of the season, but we'll go on to beat, um, You'll get get a point at Everton and then final game of the season. We're, we're safe, but we lose it. But, um, you know, you actually went to finish 10th last season, uh, uh, you know, sort of strangely. But it, it was, you know, like last season, you really start to kick on when it's mattered. And I suppose, what do you put that down to, really?
2: I think it was last year quite similar. We had Dubravka come in and that was a bit of a, we started to then, I think the Man United game, his debut, he had a worldie, quite similar again this year, we've had Almiron, and it's strange that, one player can change the whole dimension of a team and of course off the field subjects, Newcastle with Ashley and Benny's transfers it goes on and on and on, that's all that's, all that's going to dominate the summer but it's amazing how one key player, not just an average player, just one key player can change the whole of the team and I think that's what it was, I think this 10 year round I've always touched upon is finding that wing back system it works, Matt Richie looks solid there, question mark around the right wing back he might have a bit of joy there because it's, it seems to be a lot of teams are targeting the so I would say that.
0: But a positive result of the week, uh, last weekend, though, last Friday at the King Power, you know, you could say even somewhat of an upset, you know, um, but it was a, a one goal in the end, Iosea Perez starting to become a really key figure.
2: So we didn't expect nothing to get from there because Leicester's front five. Let's not forget the one four in a row. And they've, they've changed their style under Brendan Rodgers and they've got a bit of a kick. I think the fans played a key part in the result as well, because the fans were absolutely going wild, the shirts off, swinging out as you would, you know, you would think of Jordy's. It was it was like that was in party mode. Um, a lot of people saying that was celebrated because of the fact we were safe. No, we're always like that for we went away from home, Burnley earlier on the season. It was just a great, it was a very Rafa Benitez-esque kind of performance he nicked the win even Gary Neville said it when we watched it back when we got back home Um, it was a fantastic win it's up there probably one of the wins of the season up there with Man City I'll put it up there with
0: and you know we've seen that so many times this season as well such as Saints we've done that now since Ralph's been here team sitting back actually readily being patient Um, really happy to have the other team to have far more possession you know both of which that we've exampled this year Like big example again at the weekend we did that against Wolves but you know, you, you you struck upon a fear there right back, but what do you think it'll be this weekend? Would it be a, a really cagey affair, sort of a team that uh, are both teams that don't want to lose?
2: Yeah, you probably just said it there, probably both teams don't want to lose. The only problem that I've probably got is I don't want our season just to fizzle out now because we're safe and, the you know, there is a few players still have to play for their future. There's a lot of players who have still underperformed this year. There's a few who have been outstanding, fantastic. But if you said a draw, I think you would probably accept that that almost guarantees your safety. Whatever happens with Cardiff. I think with us, we want to go out and maybe just maybe take the foot off the gas in terms of sitting so back. Let's go for it. Now we know we've got nothing to play for. I know that doesn't sound very, what's the word inspiring, but it's true. We're not going to get top 10. We're not going to be relegated now. Let's just go out and, you know, we won three in last year against you at home. Um, but this time around, I want to say it's just try and attack us a little bit more, and just just enjoy the occasion now. Enjoy the rest of the season.
0: But your, your home form has really paid a, a significant contribution yeah. to your, you know, I suppose your surge in form this season, striking up the league. And you've only lost twice at home since the turn of the year, once on the second of January against, uh, you know, a revived sort of United side. But any, you know, the second defeat was only a few weeks ago at Palace at home.
2: Yeah, I think the win winning the five in a row because our home four wasn't great at the start of the season. Now, yes, the difficult fixtures didn't help with, but like I said like earlier on, the wing-back system, just finding that formation, and then we just got that monkey off the back and got the first win, then we went on that run. I think, again, Sean Longstaff, he'll probably be playing for England the next 18 months. I'm going to go out and say that england got a lot of youth talent coming through. You know, talking to Declan Rice is another one who wants to have that holding role. Longstaff could be one for the future. So there's a, there's a there's a few key reasons why, but I think... The home's crowd is different to a way crowd of us. The way crowd is a totally different level. The home crowd is quite fairly quiet. You've only got one section that sings. I think having the whole stadium or the whole fans singing is a total different mindset for players as well. And I think players do fear if they think to go and bad at Newcastle like they were earlier on the season, that affects the mentality. Jamal LaSalle has come out and said that he doesn't like to see the own fans, own players getting booed. And I think it was just a I think a man city win just changed that and it was more the stadium get involved it's strange because you you shouldn't rely on your fans to help push you over line but Newcastle that's that saying that it's it's your 12th man in one aspect it is majority of the time at home because when you when you talk to a neutral fan you think oh St. James Park you think it's great it's loud it's not all the time it's not it's mostly the way game so if we can bring that every home game it'll be a fortress well, it's
0: a proper football cliche, isn't it? The 12th man in the stand. But, I mean, you, you're supposed to tease it again just a moment ago. You know, the the defeat that we had up there last season, it was a straw that broke the camel's back that uh, really sent Pellegrino packing. But that was probably the worst uh, 30 minutes of football that I've ever witnessed, you know, following Southampton. And we believe it's going to be far and beyond that performance this time around. I and mean, what have you made of Saints since um, the turn of the year, since Ralph Hoot was being in charge? What are you, I suppose, fearing the most
2: well, I never rated Mark Hughes ever. Never have. I even said that to you on your channel as well. Never rated him wherever he's been. I think it was the right call to get rid of him. He should never be allowed a Premier League job ever again. Same as Steve McLaren. The, the two of them can go in the championship and rot, rot there as far as I'm concerned. I'll be honest, I didn't know him. When Houghton and Toggle, I can't even pronounce his name. When he, <laughs> when he came in, I didn't, I didn't know nothing about him. Probably a lot of Southampton fans didn't. We'd probably Google him, doing the Wikipedia, all of that. Um, but i tell you what I do like about him. He's a very Klopp and he's been compared to Klopp. He goes wild on the touchline. Rafa Benitez is quite reserved. Whereas he's like, he's very passionate. I like that. There's nothing wrong with that. And you know what? I could see him like arguing with another manager in the future, running on the pitch and all this. I could see that he's got that kind of fiery character in him. And I like that. And you, obviously I don't know from, because I don't watch that happen week in, week out. But I, that's the thing I like about it. And he seems to be, um, Nathan Redmond seems to be coming back in form as well. Because he wasn't great earlier on the season. So uh, that's what I like about him. But, I can't, really, I can't really say too much of time because I don't watch them week in week out
0: yeah that's fair enough then so uh, wrap us up then with your score prediction and Lee it's a, a, a game that neither of us want to uh, lose
2: I think it'll be a score draw I'm going to go 2-2 two, two. alright well
0: there you go Lee just remind our viewers listeners where we can find you and the rest of the Newcastle Fans TV gang
2: uh, yeah you've just said it there Newcastle Fans TV pop over Freddie will be on there as well on our channel for the week
0: excellent stuff good to speak to you mate Let's cheers keep- man Thanks again then to Lee from Newcastle Fans TV. Do check out their channels for all of your Newcastle match content and where I also appear for the opposite preview show. So certainly one to check out there. But that does a wrap up this weekend's match build-up show for Newcastle versus Southampton. Of course, Saints back in action on Tuesday for the rearranged Watford fixture. So do check back around Sunday, Monday. Uh, for that build-up show, depends how quick I can edit it. But we've also got a, a special bonus episode coming up in a few days' time where we speak to club legend Francis Benali ahead of his third ultra endurance challenge. This time it's Iron Fran. But for now, enjoy your weekend, your bank holiday weekend in the UK. It is set to be a scorcher. Hopefully we can kick it off with three points from St. James's Park. But for now... Uh, Thank you very much for watching and listening along. Only one thing left for me to say is, come on, you saints.